0: everybody, welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab and I are trying this new thing where we record kind of a shorter show each week and we'll go over last weekend's results and preview the next weekend's results. And we're also playing a fun game where we assign numbers to the goals that we predict for each game so that we can quantify how bad we are at predicting scores. Gab, what are you thinking? I like
1: that you say we're assigning numbers. No, we're earning points, Steph. We're earning points. It's the same thing such a nerd
0: that's all grades are assigning numbers to like a number value to your work so that you can measure like the relative value of it to some whatever standard you know such a nerd anyway neither of us are wrecking the curve this week do you want to explain <laughs> the the scoring system
1: we i think we can explain it when we get to this week's predictions or when we get to uh reviewing last week's results
0: Sure. I mean,
1: let's just dive
0: right in. Last weekend was home opener. We had two torn ACLs, which is bullshit. Um, Kalia Ohio scored the first goal of the season. We have an ESPN,
1: like, top 10
0: thingy. Oh, Rachel Daly scored that. Oh, that goal was fucking amazing. It was, like, blind. So, okay, we'll just jump right in chronologically. First game, Houston Dash, Chicago Red Stars. Houston wins 2-0 as we said Kelly O'Hi, Rachel Daly played. I don't know what Chicago was thinking on that first goal. Ke- Kelly O'Hi, I think she she burned Julie Ertz, who's formerly Julie Johnson. She just burned her real bad. Like she was gone. Pretty cool. I don't I I don't know. I think Chicago they never adjusted to 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 Houston very well, it, especially in the beginning that Highline burned them. Houston has such a fast team that's that's set up to counter and I think Alyssa Nair had a bad day in goal she just was like especially on that that O'High high breakaway she was not fast enough off her line so that's what happens
1: well and I I feel like last week we actually talked about how Chicago tends to start out kind of slow um and so I wasn't really expecting much else uh except I I did predict that it would be a one-to-one scoreline, whereas you predicted Chicago would win two to nothing. Um, So, you know, uh, we were both wrong, but we both got one point because in our game, we assign or we earn one point. If you correctly guess the number of goals Uh that are going to be scored in the match.
0: So I knew someone was going to (laughs) win (laughs)
1: two. Right? You just guessed the wrong team. That happened to you a couple times this week.
0: Hmm. Maybe later in the season, that would have been correct. You're you're right. Chicago's starting slow. They used up all their energy on their photo shoot where they had to run into the intersection and then take a picture and then run out.
1: Dude, but Chicago is killing it on the marketing that, this
0: year. I think they had the best preseason campaign out of all the teams. They,
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to see that return in, and result in butts in seats. Um, definitely am going to be paying attention to the impact that this marketing has had, but it's like, even if, even if this increase in marketing gets them an additional, like 150 fans or something that, that that's, that's the thing about WOSO. And you and I kind of talked about this, um, on Twitter this week where, you know, it, it just takes one match for somebody to really become a fan. Um, Woso isn't something where, you know, you really, I, I, I don't feel like you really have a lot of casual fans. Hmm. I think the
0: casual fans in women's soccer tend to be like the families. They they just come yeah. out, they want to have an event. But like if you see like a, a young adult or someone in the 20 to 35 range there, then they're, pro- you know, and they they're not dragging some ungrateful child behind them. Then, yeah, they're right. probably pretty intense about it
1: yeah and so you know it's one of those things where if if somebody maybe was unaware in Chicago that there was even a team and saw some of this marketing stuff, it's like you know I think chances are are pretty good that a if they have unfortunately if they have a car and they can make it to matches but you know if if this marketing is able to return in some additional season tickets or just an increase an uptick in Chicago. They also had really attractive like season ticket rollout stuff,
0: too. That gift box for season ticket holders was fantastic. It like, had a scarf, I'm jelly. and I think some little tchotchkes, and of course your season tickets. Nice. I'm jelly. Boston tried to do a similar rollout with their season ticket holder boxes, and I appreciate the effort, especially since I know one person had to assemble, like, five or six hundred boxes by hand, but they... No, it was the wrong size. The size of the box looks like you can fit about two scarves inside, and inside was like your thin little booklet, a koozie, I think a kitchen magnet, like a little pin that says Boston Breakers, and a couple of business cards that give you discounts to some local businesses. So it just like rattles around emptily in there. No, bless their hearts, I'm they're trying.
1: My my suggestion would be maybe a little tissue paper. Yeah. I don't maybe know. maybe a little a little uh, pre wrap even. Mm-hmm. They're
0: they're they're trying, and maybe you know this is what they had for the money.
1: They they got some ideas up their sleeve.
0: They're working on it.
1: I I uh, I saw that there was also a um, the acquisition of a drone.
0: Yeah, so hopefully um, we'll start getting better footage out of them instead of. I don't know. The iPhone has great quality footage, so why does the footage for the Boston Breakers whenever they post a YouTube video still look like it was filmed with a potato? I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not the most recent iPhone.
0: Interesting. Maybe it's like somebody's iPhone
1: four. It could be. I don't blame you. Or maybe that. maybe somebody just doesn't know how to use the like video camera that's on the other side. But, maybe they're using the facetime video camera because that one sucks why
0: would you use the front camera to film somebody else no
1: but i'm just trying to find i don't know i don't know maybe it's a blackberry
0: oh god no okay let's just move on this is too depressing to think about (laughs) uh
1: what else happened last weekend
0: Portland Thorns beat Orlando Pride two to nothing. Pride did not look great. Yeah, right. Thorns looked like a little later in the season they might have won that game four nothing.
1: I mean, if Ali Long could just tone it down a little bit and stay onside, the yeah.
0: There was a lot of offside. That one ball Ali Long fed through to Sinclair was gorgeous.
1: It was perfectly weighted. It was it. They played some attractive soccer. On Saturday, um, it was it was a pleasure to be there. It was a pleasure to watch. for what they're gonna do this season when they have even more time to gel. So I get all sorts of tense and nervous and butterflies and crampy when all of the fucking conversation for the last day has been about how you're gonna rip my team apart in order to get some 18 year old kid. We'll we'll to get. Decide We'll,
0: stop going to college. We'll get to that. It's okay. Just just simmer for a little bit. Simmer. Hold on to your feelings. I've been simmering. I've been simmering for three days. Orlando Pride, um, if they'd had Marta available and she's ready to go, that game goes a little differently, I think. They might be able to get one back or cause a little more trouble. I mean, Orlando has
1: them. a pretty good attack already. Yeah. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job of breaking down our defense. Um, I uh ad French is just living up to all of my expectations which are is both a good and a bad thing
0: uh-huh. um
1: She just isn't very good with the ball at her feet but oh my god can she stretch and read the ball well in the air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she had i her, just uh, I want her to get
0: better more consistent uh next game was spirit versus courage Courage won one zero. I think they should have won by a little bit more than that. I mean, it doesn't help that with the Spirit, Joanna Lohman, like, non-contact injury, it's one of those weird freak things. You could see she just went down. There was nobody around her, and it was torn ACL. She's out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which fucking sucks, because Jolo is one of the few, I feel like, anchor players they really had left.
1: Yeah, it's, it's difficult, especially um, I mean, you gotta feel for the Spirit. This this season, last season too, I guess, uh, for for a little bit. I mean spirit fans, I should say. I should clarify. Mm-hmm. Um not necessarily like what the front office has done or the coaching staff has done. Um the players totally. I I have a lot of like they're in a tough spot. We're still on the team and, and uh you know it's I think it's gonna be a really rocky season for them.
0: I think so, too, regardless of who they get from the Federation, if they get them. Um, Steph Bay was huge for the spirit in that game. And if North Carolina Courage had been calibrated like to peak midseason form, they're winning that game three or four to nothing.
1: They're going to be intense, North Carolina, um, which makes sense. I mean, it's the Flash in a better spot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then the next game. Paul was... Riley
1: Paul Riley is now done with his suspension. Right?
0: Oh, his punishment is up. Yeah, he can come down from his cry tent where he was banished for the game.
1: <laughs> was he in a cry tent or was he just in a fucking box suite? He
0: was in a tent, like in the stands apparently. They there's like a Oh really? One of those portable tents that you fold out, you know, like the ten ten by ten tents. Uh that you can put up for like tailgates. There was one in the stand that yeah. was sitting there and there was one security guard standing
1: nearby oh that's hilarious (laughs) now you must stay you must stay in this tent you cannot leave naughty coaches are sent to the cry
0: tent you must stay seattle rain sky blue one one i got this one entirely correct even though i could not have predicted the way this one one happened
1: you you did
0: get this one you got
1: all three points we should back up um so we get two points If uh, we correctly guess the winner, but are wrong about the scoreline. So for Portland and Orlando, we both got two points. And then for Washington, North Carolina, we both got one point. But this is where you break away from me because you actually got this one entirely right.
0: Yeah, but I didn't think it was going to happen this way because of the, the early PK with Seattle. And then I think Sky Blue got them back with their own PK. So Pino got the first penalty. I thought it was a very soft penalty call. And then the ref, I think, actually was making up for it because she missed an earlier penalty call that should have been given to Sky Blue. And then Killian scored for Sky Blue. But I thought Sky Blue should have scored from open play. They dominated the first half of the game. If that team exactly. in form. It was really interesting to watch Seattle play on their heels like that. hmm mm-hmm. I mean, everyone was like, but we don't have Kim Little and... Um, keelan winters anymore and i'm like yeah that's why you're doing so bad i wasn't aware they were returning to the roster it's like you can't go yeah that's our midfield it sucks but it doesn't have kim little and keelan winters it's like yeah they left that your midfield is your midfield now you've got to like accept it and and move forward
1: it's not like they're orlando and can go well it's okay that we're not scoring goals just yet because we're gonna get alex morgan back
0: right and march is gonna show up eventually like, that's a raw deal, but that's what happens in sports. Like, your team ebbs and flows. You you build up, and then you kind of, and then people's contracts are over. People leave. They, people leave you, man. People leave They you. do. People will always leave you.
1: Not always. <laughs> Not anyway, always.
0: Anyway, I think Laura Harvey knows what she has, and she knows what what she can get. I think Seattle, of course, they're going to aim for a championship. I think, realistically, they could definitely still aim for playoffs.
1: Totally. Um, yeah, I think I think Laura Harvey uh, is going to, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if she's trying to also broker a deal for this Malpew thing.
0: <laughs> Somehow, get her sticky fingers, like, just slip them into the pie. Somehow. Like,
1: you realize what's going to come of this whole thing is a – six team trade <laughs> to get like, Mal Pugh that's, anywhere that's but washington is gonna be especially if u.s soccer gets involved like i bet you u.s soccer is just saying they're going okay now we can be the puppet master mm-hmm. i
0: feel a you little know? bad for washington fans with that like publicly it's known Mal Pugh doesn't want to play for them but at the same time i've seen plenty of washington fans on twitter being like no she shouldn't want to play for us run run as far as you
1: can yeah yeah, do not do not come here. I mean, the thing that kind of hit home to me was um the fact when somebody brought up like I bet you the players have also told her what's what is up. Like she's not she's not just looking in from the outside being like, "Oh man, I would go to Washington and have to be it." He knows what is going on.
0: Yeah, and Malpew is not giving up a full ride scholarship at UCLA without some assurance that she's not going to end in Washington one way or another. Either the Thorns going to work a trade, or she has some kind of offer from a a rich European team that to fall back on just in case.
1: Well, so the thing that gets me is timing. Our season just started. Uh Why did not create this bidding war? Like she, she's only played in like one preseason match for UCLA.
0: Three, she played in three spring games for UCLA, and apparently they don't it's count towards her eligibility.
1: Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that chemistry just so bad that she doesn't want to want to be there. Or did somebody make her an offer?
0: It's got to be someone made her an offer. At UCLA, like, in a couple years, they were poised to be, you know, real bonanza of a team. We've got Mal Pugh and Jesse Fleming on the same team, plus some other players that, you know, they've got a good young class in there. So... She could have definitely been chasing a national championship two, three years from now.
1: And so, you know, the thing is, is like NWSL isn't necessarily going to make Malphew an offer because they can't pay her she's worth. It has to be a MARTA type situation where there are a bunch of sponsors. But NCAA things like you can't even approach a college athlete, can you? I don't think so we we'll, we'll
0: talk about it we'll we'll wrap up into yourself real quick. FC KC Boston 2 nothing. We don't need to get into this. We don't we don't need to
1: <laughs> You guessed you guessed almost the right score. I guess Boston 2-1. Mm. Guess <laughs> you guessed KC 1 and Boston 2. Yeah. So this this match is is uh, kind of a double-edged sword, I guess, and I'm going to twist it um because not only did Boston lose, but Kansas City's uh, one of Kansas City's goal scorers for um, her ACL. Yeah, and uh, that was horrible to horrible to see, but just horrible to know what happened to A Rod. Just
0: any player losing their ACL is bad, but the way that this happened was so particularly shitty. It's like it was written. To for a movie or something where the beginning starts with some tragedy for an athlete like it's her first game back for FCKC after she has a kid last year she scores a goal triumphant return looks like FCKC's even though they're kind of sort of rebuilding or building to, to something new it looks like you know they're gonna score plenty of goals and then this fucking happens especially to yeah. someone like A-Rod who seems pretty universally well
1: liked it's like why her? Why this way? Mm. It's just—it's it, that icky feeling, right? Of like, this is not the way karma is supposed to happen. This is not the way the universe is supposed to do things. It's just proof that the
0: universe is cold and unfeeling, and it, things don't happen because you put out good intentions in the universe. They just happen.
1: Yeah, you're
0: right. Anyway, now that our little nihilism session is over, is it? <laughs> I mean, I'm a Boston Breakers fan, so my nihilism session is the length of the NWSL season.
1: Basically, I was going to say, it's we're just getting started, right? It's, it's only week one.
0: Yeah. I thought Boston had potential, but putting a rookie converted from a forward on the back line and asking her to be like, all right, go deal with Sid LaRue. Of course they got burned in the first seven minutes.
1: Of course. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't necessarily expect that of a rookie. Um, But, you know, Sid LaRue looked, she looked good. She looked okay. I thought she looked good. I thought her
0: goal was great. It was a beautiful one-timer.
1: But it was a beautiful ball from Becky.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful ball from Becky Sarban. I thought she was a little more static than she should have been. After that goal... I felt like Arod was way more dangerous on that front line, you know? I mean, she's also just working her way back and she doesn't have the benefit of having been in national team camp for the past couple of weeks. So I guess it's it's expected that Arod would be ahead of her on the curve.
1: I was totally expecting that. I just wasn't expecting Sid to kinda of keep pace like that. Mm.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to say she looked bad, I'm just saying she didn't look as dynamic as she could could have.
1: Oh, yeah, but we're also used to seeing her two years younger and the red, white, and blue kit going for blood.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: That's fair. Yeah, you know, I mean, didn't she miss an entire season of NWSL?
0: Yeah, she missed a season to have a kid, so, yeah. So, what are the point totals for the two of us this week in our score Seven prediction?
1: Seven for you. Uh-huh. Four for me.
0: 7 to 4. Okay? Right.
1: right now we're 7 to 4. Out
0: of a possible uh 15 total. Yeah. Yeah. The maximum you can get is 15, 3 times 5.
1: Okay. That's that's less than an F. No. It's failing. But you're, whatever. You're you're batting uh 4. 4, a point 4 466. Mhm. In a, a 266.
0: Look, 92 and below is fail. 93 and up is A. So
1: a 93
0: in this game at all <laughs> ever um alright so do you what want are to your
1: expectations? do you
0: want to talk about Mal Pugh now do you want to like uncork your feelings
1: I don't understand why now she turned 18 I think that's it
0: I think she turned 18 and US soccer just negotiated a baller new CBA with the national team where she can make over $200,000 yeah
1: And so her dad just doesn't have an opinion, like, she just doesn't care what her dad says anymore?
0: Um, I think her dad, if you raise a kid who achieves at that level, your parent might be the kind of parent whose mindset is, you know what, you have a a small window to achieve at a high level, and college will always be there.
1: Huh. That's interesting, because I had heard um the reason why she was choosing college i i had heard that she did want to go pro and her dad had said no I vaguely and remember that her dad had been pushing
0: i mean maybe her dad was pushing though because the financial security that uh, a national team contract still wasn't quite good enough because she would have come along and even though she was you know a highly rated prospect for them she probably wouldn't have been even at the top tier where you're making what one twenty to one forty, Matt, like and then it's not a bonus year either. So you're not getting Olympic bonuses. You're not making like two seventy or two eighty like Bicky Sauer run. But now the base salary is supposed to be around one hundred sixty five base before bonuses, so a little more secure. Plus endorsements.
1: Right. Totally. And I think I think I think those endorsements are going to be what keep her in the United States.
0: Yeah, because exposure brand, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, exposure brand. And honestly, like that's to me is kind of the the special ingredient in why Portland is such a such a hotbed for WOSO players. Because of Nike and
0: Adidas being in town?
1: Yeah, because of Nike and Adidas being in Portland. Mm -hmm. And so I could see a lot of Nike and Adidas money used to supplement player salaries.
0: We have New Balance in Boston, I guess. Well,
1: then get New Balance to make some boots.
0: Ugh, God forbid. They have that weird shoe. They, They have that weird thing where I think their CEO or whoever gave money to Trump, so no. Oh,
1: totally.
0: Yeah. I think it's fine if Pew wants to go pro. She can do what she wants with her career. It's her life. I don't think that she owes anybody anything except her best effort on the field. And we're at the point now where I think players making decisions where they can go get paid If you're an average women's soccer player, you're not going to be able to set yourself up for life. So if you play women's soccer for a living and you have the opportunity to chase the kind of paycheck that does set you up, you know, for for later in life, like maximizing earning potential into the millions as opposed into the mid-five figures, you should go for it.
1: Right. And I think money like that might actually be in Europe.
0: Yeah. Um, The thing is, though... I don't know about Leone. I feel like their roster is pretty set. They have a lot of people. Someone would have to make way for her.
1: Also, Alex Morgan is not staying in France forever. Wouldn't that be an awesome little switcheroo?
0: What, Pew signs like a half-season contract here and then she goes when Alex Morgan's coming back?
1: Or just not even signs a half-season contract here and just takes off for a couple months and waits oh. for Morgan's spot to open up. Yeah, travel around Europe, get the whole experience. <laughs> she really will be a college kid. Live a little, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's so the thing I really want to talk about though is what what is her value?
0: Right. Uh, I saw one Brahma tweet
1: associated with with ass- assigning a value.
0: I saw some tweet that said somebody told a European team Alpuy's value was ten million, but I was like, who told them that? Which European team? I don't think that number is correct.
1: Watch. She's going to go play in Japan for $10 million. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if and she went to Japan. Us, none of us will see that coming.
0: It would be cool if she went to Japan. I think she could help, you know, she could refine a lot of her technical skills there. Um, oh, totally.
1: She would be a killer if she went to Japan for two years. I, she'd be killing machine. She'd be an assassin.
0: <laughs> I, so here's one wrench. Um, what if U.S. soccer is like... We want you to stay domestic, and if you go somewhere else, you're not getting a federation contract from us. You'll get paid whenever you get called in for games, but you're not getting a fed contract. So that means if she goes to a club, the club money has to be good enough to make up for the lack of federation money.
1: Yeah, and I think U.S. soccer would be shooting itself in its feet. U.S. soccer already tried to do this four years ago when it forced all of the European-Americans Playing in Europe to come back just to have a shot at making the national team roster, to then have the shot of going to the World Cup. Yeah, it's an
0: off year though, so that that leverage isn't as strong as it was before. It's not. It might be stronger in 2018, but not this year.
1: Totally, but there's no way that you like. I just I don't see U.S. soccer being able. Plus Malpu just because she goes to Europe to become a better player.
0: I don't know, but it, that's the leverage that U.S. soccer has. That you know, that's the only leverage they have to sign or not sign a contract with her. So I don't think it's necessarily the worst leverage. So it's not like Mal Pugh is just sitting out here making demands and everyone's just helpless to say yes. You know. Uh mm-hmm. huh. I don't know. I I just it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth to see people. Judging an 18-year-old phenomenally gifted athlete for trying to do what's best for her career and for her financial security later in life.
1: Are people really dogging her for
0: that? I've seen plenty of people who are like, she owes this league, she should be deferential to U.S. soccer. And (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, people are saying, you know, she owes it to the people who have come before her to stay in this league and to help build things. She should go to Washington Spirit because her value will be better there if she builds herself, like, if she helps build a team there. Like, are you kidding me? You think Mel Pugh can carry this season's Washington Spirit on her back? Wow. I have not...
1: Granted, I have not been really online for the past two days, so I've missed a lot of this, but...
0: Just, like... You know, can you imagine any other player doing what she did, like refusing to go to a team? And it's like, the circumstances, A, she didn't create them, and B, are extremely unique in this situation.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, yeah, Pew didn't enter a draft. She didn't agree to, like, she is leaving college to turn pro at, like, a weird off time because something has shifted in the landscape. Probably the CBA. Yeah. I think if Mal had originally thought to to leave UCLA just because she wanted to turn pro, she might have declared for the draft and just done it normally.
1: Right. So if she had declared for the draft before January.
0: Yeah, before the
1: deadline. I don't know. I am not that big of a patriot, I guess, to say that she owes it to U.S. soccer or to the NWSL. Like herself to get the best deal she possibly can. Here's what I think
0: about this idea that you owe it to the people who have built what came before you. To a certain extent, yes, you have to be grateful to the people who sacrificed to create the system today. But the whole point of building a new, modern growing system is so that new players don't have to make the same decisions as the people who came before them. Like, otherwise, what is the point? That's just my opinion on it.
1: I completely agree with that. Um, it's also oh, I got I get the icky feeling of so the, as soon as as soon as Pew is leaving UCLA to small career as soon as that headline hit and my stomach sank because I really like the team that we have right now. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, there are one or two players that I think could drop and would have minimal impact on the squad but those aren't the players that are going to be the same value as a mal Pugh. washington sitting on this was an allocation
0: yeah because she's number one in the the allocation order i mean they're number one yeah
1: them sitting on this little piece of paper that says they're number one in the allocation order means that her value is suddenly increased. And the names that are thrown around, the combos that are thrown around, like we have no idea how this is going to turn out. And you know, her value is not worth to me to allocated players.
0: Now we don't know what Portland offered because Dan Lauletta had some source that said that Portland offered two allocated players. And then Merit Paulson immediately got on Twitter and was like, check your sources, Daniel. That is, I am going to meme that so hard. Anyway.
1: Right. Check your yeah.
0: sources. Are you questioning me? Yes, we are. So, I don't know. I mean, that could be damage control. He could be refuting something because it's true. He could be refuting it because it didn't happen. I don't know. My instinct and what I know of the parties involved tells me that Washington is either going to drive too hard a bargain, and Portland's going to be like, are you kidding me? We're not giving this up. Or they're just going to be like, we're not trading her for anything. We want Mal Pugh. And then Mal's going to be like, okay, bye. Bonjour. Adios. Au revoir, actually, probably. Au revoir. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, Washington ownership will have cut off their nose despite their face. Imagine that. If I'm a Washington Spirit fan, and this is still hypothetical, I'm not saying this is what happened, if I had heard that ownership had refused a deal for Mal Pugh because, you know, they just wanted Mal Pugh and then Mal Pugh walked, I would be furious.
1: Right? Like, I. Washington Spirit has not done much right in the last 12 months. Yikes. Well,
0: on that note, do you want to predict how the Spirit are going to do this weekend? oh
1: sure um so the spirit are playing orlando in orlando those mm-hmm. home match mm-hmm. uh, saw a lot of really good firepower with them when they played in portland on saturday uh so i'm gonna say this one's gonna be three to nothing
0: for orlando so
1: three goals to zero goals Orlando over the Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if Marta's available. What are you predicting? I don't know if Marta's available, but even if she's not available, I'm going to say 2-0
1: to Orlando. Okay. Uh-huh. Sorry, Washington. Um, How about Chicago at home hosting FC Casey?
0: I'm going to say 2-1 to FC Casey. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. With just A-Rod and Shea Groom but chicago being slow to start actually i'm gonna say two to two tie
1: so you could give chicago another goal yeah actually wow way to go. way to go with that logic slow start i can't give him another goal what do you think Stop, stop. I like I like the way you think. Stop laughing
0: and give me an opinion on, on the game.
1: I am I am going to opinionate all over you. Oh god. Yeah. Are you ready? No, but go ahead. Two to nothing, FCKC.
0: Ooh, you are probably gonna be right.
1: I'm saying Chicago still doesn't quite have it figured out.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot is going to depend on if Alyssa Nair gets her head back on right, and if she can, if the defense can work it out.
1: I think you know, Alyssa Nair a little bit better than the rest of us, so if you're saying two to two, that might be a good.
0: I mean, I want to change my mind, but that's so wishy washy. I'm just going to stick with my score and accept it if I'm <laughs> wrong. You know, just accept the consequences right, of next my decisions.
1: Is North Carolina and Portland?
0: That's going to be a fun game. That's at home in North Carolina. Why don't you go first? I'm going to say this one's going two to be 2-2. to Me too. 2-2. 2-2 tie. I don't like when we agree. 2-2-2. Uh-huh. uh Seattle rain, Houston Dash, at home in Seattle. What you got? I think these are both teams that aren't great in the midfield, which is going to make for either a really interesting or really dull game. Some games are in between. They're just like, okay, I'm watching a game, right?
1: I just, I just like the spectrum. It's either going to make for a really good, bad game.
0: Two nothing to Houston.
1: Wow, at home so, in Memorial.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm sure you no. like that prediction. I kind of do, but I don't know if it's smart. I like it, but I don't know if I buy it. I'm going to say it's another one to one. Oh, okay.
0: That's yeah, probably also more accurate. I
1: think Harvey's, Harvey's going to pay off the uh, refs again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to blow me away in points with this, this weekend. I cannot wait to blow you away. And then Boston Breakers, Sky Blue. Breakers are playing at home. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to say 2-1 to Sky Blue.
1: Okay. You're going to be there, aren't you?
0: Yes, I am. Just having kittens in the press
1: booth. I am gonna say one to three, Sky Blue. Jesus Christ. Three. Okay.
0: Yeah, Boston's gonna have to figure out that defense. Oh well. Those are our predictions. We'll come back next weekend, um, to see how badly we did, or maybe in Gab's case how well she did. I don't know. I just feel like you have an I'm edge.
1: Throwing the good juju my way. Uh-huh. We're writing down our feelings. How how what what is going on? I don't have any feelings left. I
0: banished them from my body.
1: We all have feelings.
0: No, I have like a feeling once a week, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. And I used it up on, on Boston's game last weekend, and that feeling was anger, so...